Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Merry Christmas, folks. Uh, I know it's, oh. I know it's early. It's not actually Christmas, but it's our last show pre-holidays. So we are festive. We're in the mood. Hopefully going to give out some winners that aren't Iowa. Oops. Whoopsie <laughs> daisies. Uh, but hey, welcome to Best Bets on the Field of 68 Network. We are sponsored by Bet Rivers. We are the three-man weave. Kai, Matthew, happy holidays to you both. I've got my Christmas lights. You can't see them, but they're up. They're around. Uh, Kai, I'm going to go to you for a takeaway. Yes. My takeaway is Iowa. Okay. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, I, I figured yours was Iowa, Jim, so I'll let you talk about that and the historical nature of it. My takeaway is Florida A&M scored 1.15 points per possession against Kentucky. That's the 358th ranked offense scoring that much against the 14th ranked defense. Matthew, I checked. Only Gonzaga has scored more efficiently against Kentucky this season, 1.16 points per possession. If that's not a, the biggest sleepwalk of the year besides Iowa, I'm not sure what is, Matthew. Hey, those Rattlers can flat out score it, though. They can we, score, uh, baby. We, we know that to be an <laughs> offensive uh, juggernaut. Yeah, I, there's a lot of weird, sleepy, lackadaisical home favorites yesterday. I was locked in to a local tilt between the SIUE Cougars and the Slubillikins, another one where the favorite completely took a nap. Um, but that's my takeaway. Shouts to Brian Baroni in the squad. Mm-hmm. Cougarville, baby, getting a big win. Um, that team's really good. Like for a brand new D1 program, well, somewhat new D1 program. Now. It's the best team they've ever had there, and they're on a full upward trajectory. And the poor Billikins, man, after all the lauded hype of an at large berth dating back to the COVID year that was ruined, unfortunately. They just cannot, I don't know, bad luck, bad coaching execution whisper. I just a lot of stuff I don't like about that team right now. So. Yeah, tough, the, uh, the, tough, the, uh, the people program. I know associated with the program are not happy. Here's yeah. the full sweater, everybody. There it is. Oh, that's a cool penguin, Jim. Jim. Wow. Yeah, he's jamming out. Rocking Rock penguin. On, Christmas. Yeah. Um, the penguin is way cooler than Iowa was yesterday. I'll say that. First team ever to be favored by 30 or more and lose. Bigger spread than Duke hosting Stephen F. Austin. Bigger spread than Virginia losing to UMBC. They were, I believe, 30 point favorites were 588 no before yesterday. And wow. now they're 588 and one. Eastern Illinois completely thrashed Iowa offensively. It doesn't make sense. Kind of like the Florida AM one. It, it, it's hard to figure out this week. Um, I tried to look for trends, Matthew, but home teams were 34 and 34 against the spread yesterday. Yeah, they weren't. So it's not just yeah. back road teams. Wow. Uh, favorites were 35 and 33. So it's not just back dogs. There were just some odd efforts from really big favorites. Maybe they're, if you were able to slice a little deeper on the data, the, the favorites of like 20 or more, maybe they sucked. That that might be worth looking at. But yeah. 
whatever. Uh, unfortunately, we can't go back and fix our Iowa mistakes. We have to look forward. And Kai, that means turning our eyes towards where you are in St. Louis. It's oh, bragging yeah. rights day, baby. Bragging rights, Mizzou, Illinois. Illinois has been bet up a little bit from five and a half to six and a half. Probably makes sense given uh, Mizzou's performance against Kansas. Total is about five points below where Ken Palm has it. That surprises yeah. me. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if someone has intel that Mizzou's going to play more zone or they're going to slow it down against the elite competition. But, Kai, I would certainly lean towards the over. Um, have to lean towards <clears throat> Illinois, sadly. What do you think of our Tigers here today? Yeah, I'm shocked by the by the move on the total. I, I thought it would be bet up. I took the over. I think it's a good bet. Uh, so Mizzou lost to Kansas and Illinois last year by an average of 31 points. They lost to Kansas by 28 already this year. Let's hope this game's a little bit more competitive. I think there's going to be a lot of points here. Both teams are going to run, run, run. Look to score in transition. Can Mizzou force turnovers, Matthew? That's the question they have to if they want to win. Always need to shoot it well because they're not stopping Illinois on defense. Illinois will get whatever they want inside, off the glass, on the run. This is usually a pretty good game. Jim mentioned ATS stats on a few shows ago on a different program, but it's usually pretty close, um, even when Mizzou or Illinois is down. So both teams pretty good this year. I'm hoping for a good one. I'm taking the over here and rooting for the Tigers. I kind of think the under angle is interesting. Like, I know it's shaded down from Ken Palm. I think that's smart because the scores that Mizzou put up in the non-conference were just so, I mean, astronomically inflated. And so maybe there's some some rationale behind that from the odds makers. But just look at um, the fact that Mizzou's poorest defense was exposed so terribly by KU in like an up and down type of game. I wonder if Gates is trying to be a little more shell-like in his defense. Like UCF, I mean, I know UCF controlled that pace, but I think Mizzou was more willing to play a little like in a more of a half-court execution game. Like I think there is definitely like this um, ripple effect from, wow, that Kansas thing was a disaster. We need to kind of change how we're doing things. wonder if you see a carryover of that, which is probably smart against Illinois, uh, who I think can absolutely roast Mizzou if this game gets into an up-and-down affair like the Kansas one. Um, just more depth, in my opinion, uh, more talent, more length, ability to score in transition. I think they're better as good as Mizzou is. I think Illinois is actually better in that department. Um, a lot points to Illinois, but you're right. It's a rivalry game. I think if Mizzou gets down 10, 15, I, there, there won't be the same, uh, I wouldn't say quit that we saw against Kansas, Jim, but I think there's a there's a ability to to push back and make this competitive. I w- yeah, it wasn't quit. It was just being worse. That just not not good enough to come back. Yeah, <laughs> being worse. Not playing Isaiah Mosley, arguably the most talented player in your roster. He got buried against UCF as well. I think that needs to factor into your handicap. Whatever you've rated Mizzou, you got to knock it because clearly uh, that that guy doesn't matter. Uh, he, he's not somebody that's part of Dennis Gates's current plans. I don't know about long term. Uh, but yeah, I, I I still like the over. I, I don't think Mizzou mm-hmm. has learned any great lesson. They played a UCF team that forces you to execute in the half court. Mizzou did play a little more zone because UCF can't shoot really. Uh, they're not a great shooting team. And Illinois can shoot if, if Mizzou tries to zone. I, I think yeah. talking team total in the <clears> chat, Kai, I would have to uh, agree with Illinois team total over. I don't know how Mizzou stops them. No, they, they won't. Also, this game's in St. Louis. Seeing a couple things in the chat. Neutral site, St. Louis. It's about halfway between both schools. So it's going to be, it's usually pretty even on fan base. Yeah. Relatively split. Kyle, you talked about the weather. Maybe it's going to affect Weather's the terrible. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, it could be bad, but uh, I, I still lean towards over, lean towards Illinois, like that Illinois team total over. All right. Next up, we'll head down to Nebraska area, going to Omaha. Matthew Creighton looking to get off the schneid lost six in a row here hosting Butler, a team we've been high on all season, but Ryan Kalkbrenner is 
back and they are 25 points better per 100 possessions when he plays. Do you think we get a full Kalkbrenner or is it kind of this hampered, still sick version? Uh, a blend, I guess. It's definitely not going to be 100 percent Kalk, but I think it's a obviously a boost over what they've had, which is nothing as good as the young king kids played. Um, it, Kalk's a different beast, clearly. Now, it's a tough spot, though, for Creighton because it, it's one where you think they just completely unleash this sort of, all right, we've lost six in a row. We're angry. We're tired of this nonsense. We got our beast inside back. We're going to blow you away. But Butler just got two of their studs back, too, right? I mean, Ali Ali came off the bench, played 11 minutes. He's on a pitch count, clearly. Jalen Thomas is basically a, a nothing, but he can give you five minutes a game. And that little stuff matters for a team that's, what, dead last in the country in bench minutes. Um and, you know, they actually competed with UConn, I thought, fairly admirably for most of that game, which uh, it's really a testament given how awesome UConn's been. Jim disagrees. Okay. I thought it was pretty competitive for um, for 30, 32 minutes there. Also, take a quick look at how teams have fared after playing UConn recently. Um, a lot of good efforts. It's kind of like you play the, you know, the 96 Bulls and you go and play a JV team after. It's like, wow, this feels a lot easier to score and defend. I think that effect works in Butler's favor tonight. Eight's too many. I like the Bulldogs, Kai. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see Creighton losing seven straight, especially at home. If they're going to have a, a, a best effort, tight one. If they want a tight one. If they're going to have the best effort of their season, it's tonight. They have to be completely motivated. I think Cockburn is going to be pretty close to 100%. I know he's got, he was sick playing before and he was doing just fine. I mean, he looked very sick in those Maui games. Owen won in the Big East also, uh, a little added motivation. They have this game and they have DePaul on Christmas uh, before they kind of go on a little bit of a break. I guarantee you McDermott is telling them the situation here and, and wants to go in two and one. Uh, I, I do think it's a get right game. It opened a little bit low. It opened around six. Uh, I did kind of want to back Butler here because I'm still higher than I think uh, several people are out there, but I, the odds makers clearly have a higher opinion of them than Kempom, which is correct. Uh, but now back to eight, Jim, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about it. The Bates versus Cockburner matchup is going to be great. Guard group, pretty even slight edge to Creighton. I don't know. I think the, I think the spot steps up sets up better for Creighton, so I'm staying away. That's what's keeping me off Butler as well. Uh, I think Creighton is real. I mean, I will not bet Creighton on Christmas. That's for sure. Or excuse me, I will not bet DePaul. I think Creighton yeah. spanks DePaul on Christmas mm-hmm. uh, for a little look ahead for the chat mobbers that are here. But today, I think this number is about right with Kalkbrenner in there, assuming 100. percent I that's I probably not a safe assumption coming back from that illness. So I would still lean towards Butler, but I just I've bet against Creighton a couple times here and I've won. I don't feel as good about it here, and I don't feel as good about Butler, a team I've been on. So that makes me stay away. Like I should be on Butler given how I've been with these two teams, and I'm just gonna sit this one out. All right, let's go west to Santa Clara, where they're hosting Boise State. Kai more injury issues here for Boise State. Marcus Shaver called a game time decision today. Uh, just a fun little thing from from Leon Rice, the coach of Boise State. He said it's almost the end of no shave December. Yeah, he's, he's great. Hoping, <laughs> hoping Marcus Shaver is back for this one. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, how, how big of a factor is that for you on the handicap? And do you have a take uh, on a side if he's in or out? Yeah, I think Shaver's clearly important, but they've been pretty good without him too. Eight straight wins for this team, seven and one against the spread in that time. Leon Rice continues to be one of the most underrated coaches in the country. This program is always good and tends to outperform their talent. And their defense is legit this year, 12th in the country right now. Now, Santa Clara has been pretty solid too this year, Matt. This is their seventh straight home game. They're, they've gotten fat and happy 
uh, in the lovely town in California. Uh, the line's gotten a little bit too short for me. I, I was leaning towards Santa Clara here in this spot, but man, two points. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to taking Boise here. Two really big teams. Maybe Santa Clara can stand up to Boise. They do have some offensive pop, the perimeter uh, especially. And we know Boise's three-point percentage defense is unsustainable. Last two years, they've ranked 120th and 134th and three-point percentage allowed. This year, they're fifth. It's going to come back down to earth eventually. Will it be tonight? We'll see. Yeah, with you. I was leaning Santa Clara, too. The problem is it's not a true uh, road game, right? Isn't this game in a neutral venue? It's not actually in Santa Clara's gym. That no, kind of bothers me. This is at, this is at, this is at Santa Clara. Clara. Yep. Okay, but so the Santa Cruz Stanford games Stanford are Stanford game. Loyola. Okay, just clarifying. Yep. Thank you, Jimbo. Um, regardless, I guess, well, that's another point in my favor. I like Santa Clara more. I just not bending it because I want to see if Shaver's in there. Um, obviously, super important. Just look at Boise's like last few games. Um, Oakland team that's completely in disarray. Great. You beat them by 20. New Orleans at home, whatever throwaway game. Slew, we're talking, we just talked about how they're kind of broken. Uh, AM's bad. Northridge, okay. You beat them by nine and you needed like a late put. This yeah, Boise was, team's a Northridge little there bit there that whole way. Yeah. Right. I covered, think this Boise uh, team covered like all those games. Uh, they covered at Slew. I agree. But seven one against the spread last eight games. I, I agree with that. But do you think Slew is a, a good team right now? Do you think AM is a good team right now? Do you think Oakland Nola? I mean, I. Theoretically, the, the spread should even it out, right? I agree, but Kyle, we're better than the market, are we not? We're sharper <laughs> than the market. That's why I'm yeah, giving us some true. credit here, some credence. We're getting ahead of the curve, and I think the Santa Clara team's the right side tonight. So, I agree. I, I'm I'm liking Santa Clara as well. My worry is that Leon Rice is a very good game planner, and yeah. Santa Clara is very heavy on Pajimski. And if they're able to take him away, that is going to really derail a lot of what Santa Clara wants to do on offense. Uh, but I, I like them as the home dog here. I, I think. Shaver is is like Kalkbrenner, where if he's in, I don't think he's 100%. He was not 100% against Slu, and that's why they had, held him out the next game. So I, I think that matters. If he's out, then I definitely like Santa Clara. And even if he's in, I, I hope we get a somewhat limited version of him because then I would uh, really hope the, the Broncos are capable of covering there. All right, let's move to the last one on the outline before chat mob. Matthew, you, you got ahead of yourself talking Santa Cruz here. Uh, that's where this one is. Loyal Chicago and Stanford. Loyola seems to have maybe figured some things out. Uh, they're still turning the ball over at a crazy rate every game. Mm-hmm. Like box score, their their turnover percentage is bad. But they're playing better defense. They're at least getting better shots. Do you think they compete in a semi-road game here with the Cardinal? Yeah, I think they win. This is my best bet. I was uh, tempted to do a little Maddie Moneyline sprinkle um, a pony show for you, Saul, here, but I decided to stay away. I just think that their late game execution, Jim, is not all the way there, as you mentioned, because their ball security is not ideal. But this line's just way too high. Like, I think this should be close to a pick 'em. Um, just look at how Loyola's played with both Marquise Kennedy and the new and improved Brain Norris, not the disastrous one we saw the first, I don't know what, seven games of the year. He got over his breakup or something. Yeah, I I, weird. <laughs> um, I also think Valentine's finally realized that for some reason, guys like Bryce Golden, Butler transfer like a non-factor. And then Sheldon Edwards, who's been hurt, was supposed to be a big factor. It's taken him time, I think, to kind of phase those guys out and then lean on his core rotation of, you know, Philip Alston and then the freshman Schweiger, who's been really good at spots. I kind of like that this team kind of knows who they are right now. It's a much thinner rotation than I was hoping for from this blur team this season. Um, But I think the version that we see now has been a lot better and should not be catching six points to Stanford in a semi-road game. I just don't think that's... Best bet, Matthew? Best bet. The bestest wow. of bets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys mentioned Santa Cruz, home of the banana slugs. Uh, maybe slight credit to Stanford travel 
but not worried about the fans here. I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like they didn't go to the home games at Mayo. Yeah. They're not going to Santa <laughs> Cruz. Right. Two people there. I, Maybe I, the tree I, will be there. I agree. Loyola seems to be a little bit back on track. Uh, in the last three games, they've won three in a row. They all by double digits. One of them was an impressive game against Clemson. They had high expectations this year, but like the rest of the A10, they just been poor. Uh, the ball handling Jim mentioned has been the key. Norris and Kennedy have been kind of shaky with it. I mean, Norris, I thought he was back. Six turnovers against Albany last game. It's not really a great situation. Stanford yeah, is apparently great. unlucky for Kempom, but boy, Valentine is a much better coach in my eyes than Haas. Not really worried about that. Talent a little bit on Stanford side. Size certainly is. But I think the physicality can be matched here by Loyola. I, I do lean towards them at plus six. Stanford really struggles against good teams under Haas, like year after yes. year. Um, I don't know if Loyola is good. That's the question right now. That Clemson effort looks amazing. They blew them out, but the three point shooting was like Loyola shot fifteen or fifty percent, and Clemson shot fourteen percent. Like it, it was a complete chasm of shooting that maybe tilted that outcome a little bit. That said, I agree with these guys. Uh, I, I prefer Loyola here. Uh, I think this should be closer to a pick 'em with the way Loyola is, Loyola is trending. Stanford, I'm just not impressed with with Hass and, and Harrison Ingram. They they have not really capitalized on their potential this year. So I'm with these guys. I like the dog. All right, chat mob. Kai, I believe you are my czar. Let's do it, guys. Lots of questions here. We're starting with Harry. He asks about Southern Miss going to Jim's former school, UNLV. Uh, spread is eight and a half, Jim. Who do you like? I made the spread about what it is, even without Elijah Parquet uh, in the lineup for UNLV. But I would lean towards Southern Miss. They've just been so good this year. Um, like basically every single game, they've got shooting, they've got uh, size, versatility. Austin Crowley, the old Miss transfer, has been like all world. Uh, and UNLV, I, without Parquet and in, in a, a really an offense that I trust, it's tough to cover big ish numbers. So lean towards the Golden Eagles. Matthew, you get Queens going to Fairleigh Dickinson. Money for Queens minus six and a half currently. Uh, it makes sense to me. I I know there's injury question marks on both sides here. I don't have the specifics there. I I, I watched Queens a little bit against East Tennessee State. Uh, just a good team. I think you guys had a good beat on them. This East Tennessee State was making shot after shot, and they just took blow after blow and responded even without. Uh, who's their big guy inside? They were missing. Gavin Reigns. Yeah, Gavin Reigns. Thank he's you. He's back. He's back. He's back now. So yeah, yeah. I would lean Queens. Oh, I was on ETSU that game, but I have since backed Queens twice in a row, and they've covered covered both. So appreciate that. Yeah, Queens, that Nebraska, not, not a not a quitting squad. Down twenty at Nebraska, no. they came all the way back. Feisty, oh. Jim, Kent State, UTEP, Kent State minus seven. They played here yesterday. Yeah, so very little home uh, for UTEP. Mario McKinney got hurt yesterday for UTEP. I don't think that matters because they were up two when it happened, and they won by thirteen. I think they're arguably better when he's not on the floor. Uh, Joel Golding apparently disagrees. He's been starting him, so maybe I'm wrong. But I like UTEP. I think it's a little too many points. Uh, still high on the miners, Maddie. Get out. Get your get your mining out. There you go. Why don't Why am I not on them today? I'm just confused. I because guess I find State. Because you Kent don't State. want to fade Kent you. State. Right. Yeah, right. like I checks and notes. Kent State is on the opposite side. I I, yeah. I took it smaller <laughs> because I fear Kent State, but I do uh, make this lower, and and I like UTEP. Yeah, generally, home court kind of goes out the window. The second day playing in the same gym, so yeah. it, that's probably not baked into the line. So if anything, you uh, can station have a, a bit of an edge there. Matt, San Diego, your favorite team is playing Cal State Northridge, <laughs> your actual favorite team, minus four San Diego. What do you think? Um, I think the line's actually about right. 
the key thing here is Jane Delaire, former Stanford transfer, like all Pac-12 conference caliber dude, is supposed to try and play tonight. I don't know if they're going to have Jace Towns and their other guard back. I, it's just so annoying because even without those guys, they should be much better than they played. Now, they've been a little bit whack-a-mole. We've seen some highs from this team, um, but I don't know if tonight's the spot where you want to trust them against Northridge, who will kind of bring you down in the mud. Um, we talked about how Trent Johnson runs like a you know 1995 offense, basically. But uh, so it could be kind of a tough matchup for the the Toreros. Jim, you get Lindenwood, a local St. Louis team, yeah. traveling to Utah Tech. Spread is well off the board at, at Bet Rivers, I suppose, but 14 ish. Yeah, I my number leans toward Lindenwood. I'm a little nervous about backing them going west for this random one off game. We talked about how those make us nervous uh, from a situation. Wait, wait, wait real quick. They just came from uh, BYU, right? They didn't just play BYU, so it's not like oh, a yeah, terrible right. travel. So, yeah, I guess. Um, Good point. Yeah, I, I still think there's some let's get home for the holidays type of yeah, notion. Uh, if, if you're not playing like this a top ten team where you want to give a home run effort and do what EIU did yesterday, um, but. I didn't back it because I don't really trust Lindenwood. Uh, I don't think I have a good rating on Utah Tech, full disclosure. Uh, I have not really been on good sides of their games, haven't bet many of them. Um, so I sat it out, Guy. Portland State and Cal Baptist. I took Portland State today. It's down to seven, though. Can't really recommend. They're a feisty bunch, man. Talk about a team that doesn't quit. Portland State, though Cal Baptist has been a lot better recently than um, I expected. Tough game. Seven, probably stay away. Kind of like the over, too. I think there's points there. J-Man, I believe. I, I write down the names and I don't say them, then I can't read my writing. But Matt, oh, he so asks it sounds about, like doing it in Word isn't the worst thing in the world. <laughs> eh, yeah, my computer paper. crashes, though. No, yeah, it's true. It's paper true. pen type it's of guy. Yep. Matt, you get Little Rock. They are going to ooh, Arkansas ooh, State. Ooh. Plus five and a half. Former, uh, yes, former conference rivals last year. Right? Yeah. Um, but Almost back Little Rock. And then I just kind of you know, remembered... Every time I've thought to myself, yeah, I'm excited to back Little Rock today. And then uh, that, you know, went went terribly. So I just didn't back them for that stupid reason, honestly. Um, and I watch UCA play. I don't think they're awful. They got two decent bigs. Churchill Downs, maybe best name in college hoops. I mean, he's not, he doesn't want to back Bounds. him. Churchill, Churchill Bounds. Bounds. Churchill Bounds. <laughs> All right. Last one before going back to the rundown here, Jim. Ryan A, Charlotte, UAB, 11 points spread. Thoughts? Thoughts? Uh, I lean towards UAB. I think they're better against kind of their caliber like they ha- they have struggled when they play power conference competition because they can match their athleticism uab <laughs> is basically a power conference team uh, i looked at tempo trends in this matchup because it is such a tug of war like super fast or super mm-hmm. slow and it's been like right in the middle it's hard to figure perfect <laughs> um so i have no take on total but i i think uab gets away from them i i, I have a memory kai of back in charlotte against uab like two years ago and they got down like yeah. 22 to one or something and so, yeah that sounds right jim yes <laughs> Yes. All right. Back to the rundown. I got more questions holstered for later. Beautiful. Okay. I just want to clarify something for the chat. When I asked for a uh, order yesterday, I just meant like team one first, team one, team two second. I don't mean give the rotation number from the actual betting <laughs> board. That, that is just a point of clarification there. Yes. Um, Portland at UC Riverside. I saw that I think Portland was Pat Taylor's best bet in the chat. I know the chat is basically 100% this year. Those guys, guys are, are better than us. I, I, I tip my cap. To you. 100%. Yes, I agree. They're good. They're very good. Uh, but Matt, I'll go to you first here. Riverside's a team I've been backing with some frustration this year. Uh, Portland has some kind of banged up injury issues. Meadows has been out. Moses Wood was back in, but we'll see if he's still banged up. What do you think of this one? Very short spread. Yeah, I lean to Portland. It's been bet up to minus two. So the market is looking at backing Portland. 
a team we love, but again, last three games, North Dakota State losing at home was the biggest head scratcher. Uh, they played New Orleans. I'll make fun of them again, as I did with Boise. Knew that's a bad basketball team. Put no stock in any results involving them. This is terrible. Terrible. And yep, uh, you can get away. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Now Zach Eady might, might help. But uh, Oregon, yeah. that was kind of, I thought Oregon would be a team that Portland could compete with. We've seen them go toe-to-toe with like big boys, all PK85. Kai, you were there up front for most of those. They did compete um, with them, I think. Didn't they play them? Am I wrong? Uh, no, uh, they played uh, Oregon North later. Carolina, Nova, Michigan State. Wrong team. Yes. Oregon was the most recent. Um, and we've seen Oregon kind of play with their food against these mid-major teams. I thought Portland would kind of sneak up on them. They didn't. <laughs> All that made me think that this Portland team's running out of gas before conference play. So mm-hmm. I stayed away. Yeah, I'm I'm still a huge believer in them. They rock. But I've also been on Riverside a lot this season. Yeah, I like River. Riverside's off a tough overtime loss to San Diego. It's a tough two-day turnaround, especially against an offense like Portland's that's very tough to prepare for. So I think the Pilots actually have some value here at minus two. They're going to get to the line early and often. They're going to slice up Riverside a bit, I think. I, I lean towards Portland. The Pilots. Pilots. All right. Pilots. Next the, up, the uh, ship kind. Yeah, yeah. They, they drive boats. ocean pilots. We were, we yeah, ocean pilots. pilots year, right. So, yes. really appreciate the the intel tip there. Uh, Western Kentucky at South Carolina. Kai, we had an internal discussion <laughs> yesterday about Rick Stansbury as a favorite. Whether this counted if it's a really short spread. So I looked up the data uh, at Western Kentucky. He's forty nine and sixty two as a favorite in general. Uh, so not good. When it's closer to a pick so less than five, he's only 18 and 19. So like more of a coin flip. So you actually have chance. Um, That said, I like Western Kentucky here. I think South Carolina is bad. Do you agree? I'd usually take Western Kentucky here, but I'm still angry about the Louisville effort. This is a terrible favorite, Jim, as you mentioned, especially on the road. On the road this season, they beat Eastern Kentucky by six. They beat Austin P by one. And they got smoked by Louisville. So not a good track record. And Matt, South Carolina, while awful, they've been respectable at home this season. If you look at their results, they beat Clemson at home. They've they've taken care of the teams they should have at home. I want no part of it. I think the Gamecocks actually come to play. I lean towards their way at plus three. Just a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I know I have South Carolina rated higher than both of you, and it's for no good reason. Um, the East Carolina game, game was never close. <laughs> East Carolina dominated wire to wire. I thought they'd be a lot more competitive there especially with Michi Johnson back. He's been a key addition for them, the former Ohio State transfer. Um, it's a roster that just really isn't very deep, nor is it very talented. People can look at the Gigi Jackson thing and get really like, ooh, there's the stud five-star recruit at South Carolina. They're going to be, it's like, he's he's good. He's getting a lot better, but he needs help. And the team's young, first-year head coach. So all that is to say, I don't trust them in this spot, although I would lean their way. I think the price is a little bit high. I mean, West Kentucky lost to Louisville, guys, like, yeah, forget that. Oh, I don't understand that. all of this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. Like that should have been. This is our year to beat Louisville. They're bad, and they played their food. I mean, Louisville shot fifty percent from three. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe I should give WKU a little bit of a break. But when that lined up with they're always bad as a favorite, then I'm I'm not going to give them too much of a break. So again, definitely lean towards the Hilltoppers here because I just don't give South Carolina credit, but not strong enough to bet them because I don't trust that team. All right. Next on the outline, Cornell at Colgate. Big time mid-major battle here, Matt. Two teams we really like. Cornell has been fantastic in the non-con this year. Colgate, more figuring it out. Uh, They're the second team in college hoops with a freshman point guard named Braden Smith that is leading them. Um, How do you feel about the Raiders here taking on Cornell? Um, The spread felt a little short, but 
I don't know. Cornell's just always good, man. Like I try and have them rated high enough and then I just never can. I did fade them successfully at Syracuse. So I guess pat on the back for me uh, makes me feel somewhat better about my number having Colgate higher, but uh, it's tough to say. I points galore, right? Like, isn't it just the most o- obvious, it's the o- obvious yeah, over right. it's the most square, but I think the most correct angle mm-hmm. there is here. Yeah. yeah efficiency I, should be crazy. I wanted to be on Cornell, but I agreed open too low. Kempom's got it six. It's at four and a half right now. Staying away on the side. Big Red can catch fire for sure. Really good offensive team. Brian Earl, brilliant coach. Colgate's also terrific on offense. They should have no trouble scoring. I agree. The over is the obvious play. That's why it's 158 and a half right now. Bet Rivers, sky high. It's going to be a shootout though, Jim, I think. I think Cornell can keep it close. I, I would lean their way, but four and a half does feel short. Yeah, and like, again, I said it's going to be super efficient, but I also think it'll play faster than the 72 possessions Ken Palm has it at. Like, Cornell just kind of induces people to play that way and i think colgate can be a pace taker they played 85 possessions against buffalo 73 against duquesne like they'll play fast if it's out there for them and cornell's gonna certainly give that to them so i would i would lean towards over i think the spread is about right no take on the side Uh, last one on the outline here go to a rock fight fellas go from a total of 160 down to one in the low 120s akron at bradley matthew you've been a big braves guy all season now that they are fully healthy, it's a team I'm looking to back. But unfortunately, the uh, I think I'm too high on Akron maybe in my ratings because I aligned with what the spread was here. Are you able to get on on the Braves here? No, I, I passed on it. I don't really have a good reason. Honestly, I made it a little bit higher. I think Bradley's awesome. Obviously, they're fully healthy now, which we haven't potentially seen the best version of this team. And I'm not really a big Akron guy. Um, Xavier Castaneda is just a dude I don't really trust and don't really understand why him. he's i never liked him i know i thought he's bad south he played pretty he's well like, he's been playing he's been great I, i've been wrong it's just been a bad Z- date by me Xavier have to fade him have to fade him i love it baby <laughs> that uh yeah, i think okay. just <laughs> yeah. because of the weird reach the yeah. weird non-conference <laughs> yeah. results so far we've seen um in this part of the schedule made me stay away from bradley like the, you know conference play heats up right on the corner i just like ah, i don't need to get involved here very cautious betting slate for me today guy it's a sneaky good game. Uh, I think Akron's back on track after a tough stretch. They won their last three games pretty easily. Sch- schedule question, sure, but still impressive. Take care of business. But Bradley's good. They're well coached, tough defensively. This game's going to be extremely physical, low scoring, defensive battle. Freeman versus Mast, a very good matchup on both ends. Uh, probably not a lot of scoring. Bradley also a sneaky home court, Jim. Uh, the Missouri Valley schools always seem to have trouble playing here. The line felt about right to me. Um, and generally, when I think of two pretty closely matched teams, I lean towards the dog. But again, I respect Bradley's home court, so I stayed away. Yeah, dog, and especially in, in a low total game, too. I know that's usually kind of part of it for yes. you. Like, it's hard for Bradley to get away. Uh, this number has been bet up a little bit, the total, up from 122 to 123 and a half. So people are thinking maybe they're going to mm. grind out some points here. Um, maybe there's some Akron travel issues. It's not quite that bad out yet here in Illinois, but uh, it's going to get that way. So maybe they want to just get get in, get out, and get home before the storm buries them in Peoria. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I didn't end up with a, a take or, or a play on this game. No real strong lean. So I figure let's just get to chat mob, Kai. I'll dish it over to you. I know there's a lot of questions still to hit. Sure are. Graham asks about Wright State, Miami of Ohio, Matt, specifically the over in this game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you have better take care of you. You've, you've seen the Miami They're defense up close and personal. Um, I think we've all seen the right state defense, which isn't a lot stingier either. Yeah, the over makes a ton of sense. Um, so yes, I concur. Good bet. Jim, Matt in the chat 
asks about Stephen F. Austin and Jackson State. Jackson State a little feisty sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. I like the under again here. Both teams are shorthanded. Uh, early-ish tip again, like I said it with Jackson State against Alabama, the end of a schedule gauntlet where it's like, God, we just got to get this game done and then we're going to have the break and, and start conference play. I feel like this one slows down some uh, given the personnel limitations. I like the under, no no real take outside. A two from Daryl, number one, I'll take. North Florida, Bethune, Cookman. I'm on North Florida. North Florida kills teams that they are better than. They get smoked by power conference teams. They're going to be excited to play this game. They've had a brutal schedule, as usual, North Florida. And then, Matthew, you get UNC Greensboro and Eastern Kentucky. Um, No strong take. I kind of like Greensboro here. It's been bet up to minus three. I don't know. I stayed away. I don't really have a good pulse on EKU, Jim. Uh, yeah, I don't really either. I don't think they're that good. They're really young, so mm-hmm. they're still kind of figuring things out. Uh, I would lean towards Greensboro. I did also take the over. I think Greensboro will run with them a little bit, but uh, nothing like strong. No no best bets or hammers for me here. How about Weber State, Jim? Going to BYU, plus 13. I got to admit, my number said BYU, and I said, you know what? Weber State figured something out. I'm I'm staying away. Yeah, it seems like they figured something out. They've got Keith Dinwiddie out of the lineup, who is like monstrously yeah. inefficient, and they've started to play a lot better. I don't know how many, uh, whether they can put another like great effort out there after they had a big in-state win against Utah State. Can they do that again against BYU? I also think BYU's figured it out a little bit. They've started to play a lot better with, uh, uh, what's his name, Rudy Williams coming off the bench. It seems like that's kind of solved some of their scoring issues. But yeah, Kai, I think... With both teams trending up, I'm not willing to to fade either one of them. Matt, how about Maryland and St. Peter's? Do the Terps keep it going here? 23-point spread. Ooh. Yeah, that actually isn't big enough. I, I like the Terps at 23. Um, I I think they've kind of gone through their lull after the awesome start. A little bit of a reset. I think they come out focused, energized, and efficient against a bad, discombobulated St. Peter's team that's had a bunch of uh, guys in and out of the lineup. They have no semblance of continuity in that backcourt right now. Terrible place to be when you're playing Maryland. Jim Matthew in the chat asks about Texas Southern and Wichita State. 12-point spread at the roundhouse. And I didn't have a, a real great sense of this one. The SWAC teams that have played gauntlets lately have been kind of getting smoked, like your Alcorns, your Prairie Views. Jackson State, like, Texas Tech. Oh, God. Yeah. Seems like they've sort of run out of gas a little bit, perhaps. Uh, we'll see if that's the case with Tex- Texas Southern, but that's the one angle that uh, is on my mind with that. Harvard, Kansas. Uh, surprised one didn't make the rundown, but it's a 21-point spread. Uh, a tweet from uh, John Finler, I believe it was, pointed out that Tommy Amaker is quite good as a dog outside of the Eastern time zone, which pretty much negates any angle of crazy travel, but trends don't mean everything. They're often kind of coincidental. Uh, Matt, do you think Harvard can keep it close to Kansas? I don't, but then I looked at that data. Uh, he's just been awesome as a road dog in general. I did mm-hmm. not know that as well. Um, maybe there's something to that. Like he has talent um, as an unsuspecting dog. He probably plays better as a favorite. He probably plays worse. It's kind of like a Rick Stansberry sort of dynamic, perhaps. Yeah. Um, obviously, the data is like really heavily tilted in their favor. But uh, KU, after going from Harvard to Irvine, to the Midwest, final game for Christmas. Good luck to you. Central Connecticut State's one of my least favorite teams, Jim. They're plus 11 at St. Joe's. Got anything? Uh, these are two of my least favorite teams. Here, yeah, Kai. I hate St. Joe's too. St. Joe's has been without Christian Winborn 
but he was terrible, uh, at least from an efficiency perspective. So I don't think he matters that much. I can't figure out CCSU. Like they will lay a total egg or they'll compete for 40 minutes. Like it's one or the other. All right, let's go around the horn for some Hawaii games real quick. Matt, you get Seattle and Utah State. Felt high, didn't it? I know Utah State was awesome to start. 10? Yeah, that that down a little bit. So market's coming on Seattle. Felt high. Uh, I know Utah State's awesome. I think they've been really, really awesome at home. Their home court advantage might be slightly inflating their general price right now in the market. I took a little 10. I agree. Good for you. I got got Hawaii Pepperdine. Uh, I'm leaning towards Hawaii here. Minus four and a half. Spreads about right. But maybe Hawaii gets a fresh pop in from for the first game here at home. True home court advantage the first game. Go Bows. And then, Jim, you get Iona and SMU. This spread is also close to 10, I believe. Yeah, been bit up a tad. I think we see a, a fairly locked-in Iona team after the the loss at uh, the pit. Or maybe there's an emotional letdown, but I tend to think Patino will have them very engaged. And I think SMU is real, real bad. They're not going to score much against this Iona defense. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Iona could maybe name their number. I would lean towards the Gales there. I think they're just a categorically better team. All right. I think we've hit about every question here. Should we do best bets? Let's do it. Matthew, lead us off. I uh, already spoiled mine, uh, which I hate doing. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I love doing yeah, that. You love it. Love uh, doing. <laughs> I, that. I like doing it as the chat mob czar, specifically in that spot. The Blurs, Loyola, Chicago's Missouri Valley team. Uh, Drew Valentine and the boys get it done there. I think they went out right um, at Stanford. At Santa Cruz. At yeah. no, in, oh yeah, in, in Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. Sorry, yes, in Santa Cruz, in the NorCal Bay area proper. I think they get a victory. Yeah, uh, I will take Yale. Yale minus thirteen and a half is my best bet. I think they should murder Monmouth with or without Matt Noling, who has missed the last two games. I'm hoping he's in. It's been a, like a ten day break. Hopefully he's recovered. Hard to find information on the guy anywhere. Uh, Yale so well coached, so fundamental, terrific defensive team. I think they get basically whatever they want and then shut Monmouth down. So minus thirteen and a half. My best bet, Jim. Love it, Kai. Love Mr. James Jones. Backing mm-hmm. him never seems like a bad idea. I'm going to the island, the fourth game that we did not discuss. George Washington, Wazoo, taken under. I think Wazoo is going to be very content to play super slow. They always are. Offense, very, very slow paced. And GW has almost no depth. So uh, with the idea of three games in front of them where they have to play three in four days, I think they'll be fairly content to play slow as well. Uh, worried a little bit about efficiency with Jabe Mullins back for Wazoo. He's a 50% three-point shooter. George Washington doesn't really guard anybody. But I think tempo is enough here to keep this one a slog, and both teams maybe struggle a little bit to score at the rim in, in this one. So under 136.5, that is my best bet. All right, fellas. I believe that's it. I believe it's holiday break for the Ooh. chat and for the weave. How about that? Kai, beautiful. You look great with that hat. Matt's yes. excited. Uh, all right, folks, thank you for tuning in. Wow. Thank you for uh, all of the, the lovely pre-Christmas fun. We'll see you after, I believe, the 28th is the first time we are back because that's yes. the first time there's more than like five games on the slate. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you on the 28th. Happy holidays. Enjoy the time. Good luck on your bets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go Packers, go Bucks. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. 
Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Happy Christmas. Happy Holidays.